Hello there, welcome to the International Business Podcast. I'm your host, Leonardo Marlo, but let's make it simple and just call me Leo. In this podcast, I share my experiences and interview international professionals to draw lessons from the real-life stories. Welcome to a special compilation episode. On standard episodes, which are coming out every Monday, I interview international professionals from all over the world across different industries. There are some questions I ask everyone who comes on the show. This special episode explores some of their answers and you can compare how they respond. For further information about each guest, you can check out their full episodes. I'll say the number of each one before listening to their answer. I love asking to name one memorable episode from their international career, and they can choose between a successful, a funny, or a bad one. Now, let's hear from three professionals. What episode are they going to share? Evelyn from episode 10, Recruitment Consultant. I've got a long story in my mind recently, but I will try to make it simple. Go for it. Okay, I was helping a Chinese client hire a head of Europe, especially in this kind of global crisis. I was doing a, an active and intensive search and I found a potential candidate in London. I sent in an email about some, with some attractive words intending to arrange a call with him. He didn't respond after like a week because he didn't say Yes, and now during our interactions in LinkedIn, and I was working from home with limited access to my international course due to the COVID-19. Um, so the first, just the first thing I, I, I asked him was like, can I call you in, in WhatsApp or, or make some staff meetings? But he told me that I've only had six minutes for you in a very cold voice. So I pitched myself very quickly and tried to set the job opportunity to him right away. But he didn't even disclose anything about him to me, no matter how I tried. Um, so I text him with things and, and a job description and some client's company information, just like a boy tracing his dream girls, you know. Um, their shows like, read, no reply. So I text him again in three days with direct information about the job salary, the, the bonus structures, the reporting lines, and some other details about the job that I don't usually give to candidates um, in a written way. And it goes, read, but no reply. So I text him again in another three days and, and say that I, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned him to my clients and they, really, they, they were really interested in meeting him. Um, he, he, re, he finally replied me with, thank you, Evelyn. And the next day at the same time, I tried to call him like twice. And eventually he picked that up um, and I asked him directly whether he's available this Thursday or fr Friday for a phone interview with our, you know, hiring manager in China and, and also the, the executive stakeholders. He sounds shocked and, and said that maybe next week. So, and I didn't give up. I, I told him that we plan to invite him to meet them, meet us. China CEO and president and also the investors in China next week. So probably we better do it this Friday or in, in, in I, and I just asked him right away, how about 11 a.m.? Eventually there is a lot of story details between the process, but he passed all four interviews and we gave him the job offers. He, he accepted 
and he's going to join the company probably in four months. So, so looking back to this story, what I'm trying to say it is this story has taught me to never give up on the executive search, even though they are cold from the start, but there's always hope for us recruiters to get the deal done because um, by the end of the day, I, I called him to discuss the offer and I asked him what attracts you most about this job offer. He told me that it is actually you. It is actually you that pushes me along the way to, to get me to think about, um, to push me to think out of course, to push me out of my comfort zone. And he's been with the company for like maybe 20 years. And it really, and he thanked me to do that. And I take that as a compliment. So recruitment, it is indeed a tough job, especially when you head on someone who is senior and has been with a multinational or big company for like decades. But that is how senior recruitment consultants make their, make their filthy rich executive placements. So and this, this placement will contribute around like 60,000 euro revenue for my performance. So I think that's kind of memorable for me recently. Alexandra from episode three, managing partner, medical device industry. Oh, this is a really tough one. Um, look, I'm, I'm trying to think of some sort of big spectacular event here and, and I'm kind of struggling. Um, the, something that does stand out to me, I'm, I'm a bit of a sentimental person, so I think this is why I kind of hold this experience quite close to my heart. Um, and it was a career sort of defining experience for me as well. Um, pretty soon after I quit my previous salary job in Australia and I got together with my dad and we decided to start our business, I was in Germany to connect with manufacturers and to learn more about what I was actually going to do because I hadn't, I'd done medical consulting work or consulting work in the medical field, but I hadn't actually been a rep at all. So a, a really highly regarded professor at a university hospital in Germany was very kind and he took me into a few surgeries with him. So I actually saw my very first in-person surgery. Uh, but when he first offered, I kind of thought I'd be standing behind some sort of window or a door, just observing from outside of the room. But he actually made me scrub in with him and he took me in there. So I'm standing in a corner trying to sort of stay out of the way. I'm still pretty awkward about all this. So you've got to remember, I've never been in an operating theatre before, not even as a patient. So the professor turns and he goes, well, what are you doing over there? You're not going to see anything, are you? So he pulls me over and I actually got to stand right by his side throughout the entire procedure. Um, for anyone that's curious, the procedure was removing a cyst from a gallbladder through a keyhole procedure, Ooh. which he said was very simple. I thought it was extremely impressive. Um, so throughout the whole thing, um, he explained to me everything that he was doing and he sort of knew the situation I was in and that I was about to start my career as a rep and bring some new manufacturers into the Australian market. So he actually went further and he, um, he had asked me what instruments I'd sort of be selling. And as he used each of those instruments in his procedure, he explained to me what the important features were and what, for example, would make one brand preferable to another. And they're really minuscule differences, but he took the time to explain them and how they make a difference and how they make a difference to that patient. 
Um, and he was actually even a bit cheeky and he told me which ones he would absolutely refuse to work with and why and to never touch them. But of course, I won't disclose them here. Um, so, so watching that surgery was a really defining moment for me. It, it made me realise how fascinated I actually was by minimally invasive surgery. And sort of when you, when you quit a really nice, safe salary job and you decide to venture out and you, you start your own business and you sort of change the field that you're working in um, and you do it in your early 20s, it's pretty terrifying. Um, but after I watched that surgery, I think that was the first time that my, my excitement and my passion for it really overtook the fear. Like it just outweighed it completely. And I could not wait to watch another surgery. I could not wait to finalize my agreements with my suppliers. I couldn't wait to get back to Australia and start selling these things. I was just, I was so sure that I'd made the right decision and I was so excited to start my new career. So that's sort of a moment that I hold very close to my heart. Stefano from episode two, Europe sales manager, dental industry. Well, the uh, the most embarrassing one, I will keep it for myself. I might I might tell you later <laughs> uh, in private. After finishing this recording, I will definitely ask you, and I, and I promise you, I won't, I won't publish it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. I, I'm not promising you an answer, but okay. No, I would say that the most successful one was the um, during an exhibition during the uh, IDS exhibition in Germany. That's the international dental show for uh, that. It's the the main exhibition for my for my field, and we had a massive stand. Everybody was there from China, from Japan, from our. UK offices and our wholesale, our European sales managers, and everybody was there. And of course, because I'm, because I can speak different languages, I could actually pin, pinpoint, like you know, just answer to everybody, to the French customer uh, in French, to the uh, Argentinian customer in Spanish, to the Italian. I just said buongiorno, and everybody could, you know, really understand me. And the cultural aspect is really, really important. I think is really, really important. That satisfaction came because I was checking. I, I, I saw with my, you know, with the corner of my eye, my CEOs looking at me, like wondering what was what was happening. And after talking all the languages in the world, the first day after the at the end of the first day, the um, the owner of the company came to me and said, where are you from? Why do you speak with, with so many people? Why do you speak so many languages? And he didn't, he didn't even know <laughs> my full potential. So I, that, that was actually really, really uh, a satisfaction for me. That was, you know, um, my studies paid off, my um, cultural uh, know-how of all the different markets and all the different languages really made me shine also on the eyes of the big boss let's let's say that and it was you know it was it was a nice day and the, the following days he he knew that and the following days i was the one talking to everybody that was my biggest satisfaction and my biggest mistake <laughs> as well because at that point i had to talk with everybody at the show everybody 
I hope you enjoyed hearing all those voices. Make sure to check the full episode if you want further insights into their business world. Compilation episodes are released every two weeks on Thursday. Subscribe today to listen to more international business stories, guests coming on the show every Monday. Do not forget to connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll speak with you again on the next episode.